What's up everybody and welcome back to my channel. Thank you so much for joining me for another video. It's time to recap what went down on Teen Mom 2 season nine, episode two this week. We started off with the twins taking over as producers, asking Addie how she feels about going to kindergarten for the first time. I swear Gracie sounded exactly like Leah when she told Addie that she better listen to her as she explained exactly what kindergarten was gonna be like. Too freaking cute. Um, Leah then heads over to her dad sorry I mean boyfriend's house to talk about the kids going back to school before we head on over to North Dakota where we find out that Adam is actually up for a rescheduled visit with Aubrey after skipping the last one but no one is happy about it especially not Aubrey because they all know that he's just gonna be a no-show again I am on the same boat as like the the divorce uh, on this because it's not good for the children when the parents are allowed to constantly like get their hopes up and disappoint them again. Meanwhile, somewhere in the Carolinas, Janelle finds out from that annoying ass producer that Andrew suddenly wants to see Jace again. Janelle is absolutely not happy about it. She says that she doesn't want like a, a parental figure running in and out of Jace's life because it is really damaging to him and it really damaged her as a child growing up with her father and she doesn't want to do that to Jace, which is really freaking funny because Janelle technically doesn't have the last say in that because Janelle is not Jace's official mother, right? Because she herself was doing the same damn thing to him for years, if not still now. There was a time when, um, she was supposed to be watching her child and she screamed at her mom because she was going on spring break and didn't want to spend the time with her son. Spring break from what education? What job? Your guess is as good as mine, but she literally was like, I don't want to be with Jace. I'm going on spring break. Over in Dover, Isaac wants to go over to Javi's house. He still is very much attached to Javi. And so um, he wants to join his brother Lincoln over there, you know, to spend time with his other dad. And so he asks his mom, Kale, who tells him to FaceTime his dad, Joe, to make sure that he's okay with splitting his time because it was Joe's time with Isaac and um, so Joe agreed to it Javi of course agreed to it as well and Kale dropped the two boys together off at um Javi's house and that was as good as gold. I was really happy to see that this is a continuing trend and I hope that it's something that they continue for life. Down south in Florida, we find out that Lewis quit his job as a truck driver and moved to New York City to do God knows what. Most likely nothing, okay? Uh, Brianna invites Devon over to her house to talk about like how he kind of started slacking off as a parent when he got a job and you know, it's the same conversation that they have literally like every time she sits him down. It's, hey, you've been slacking can you stop slacking? Devon's like, all right, I'll stop slacking. I got you, girl. And then, um, you know, they just pick back up like next episode every single time. It's a constant loop with these two. Um, and so she also invites him to come to the birthday party that she's throwing for her other daughter, Stella. You know, just come for Nova, you know, as her dad, spend time with her, hang out with her, like let it be like a little bit more, more of a family situation. And Devon is all for it. Like it is amazing how nice he can be um, with Brianna. Like he just still needs to step up as a parent because it's sad and Nova de uh, deserves a lot more. Meanwhile in the Carolinas, Janelle and Barbara find a park bench to talk about Andrew on. Janelle says that she doesn't want Jace to have the same disappointment that she had growing up without her dad and Barbara agrees and says that Jace only ever really like asks about Andrew like periodically. It's not very often at all which is great for all of them um, and she says that whenever he does ask about Andrew she shows him this one photo that she has of Andrew when he had long hair and that is 
is a, an imagination I wish I did not involuntarily have, okay? The two of them agree that they don't want Andrew to just all of a sudden appear in Jace's life. They want to do it like very, very gradually for him. And then um, Barbara FaceTimes Andrew and tells him that he can't just suddenly pop up in Jace's life after nearly a decade. Um, she asks him why now? And he claims that he's always wanted to, but never had the opportunity. And it's like, that doesn't make any kind of sense. He could have contacted Janelle or Barbara after all this time if that's truly what he wanted. I do not buy what the hell he is selling here. Um, Barbara calls him out rightfully saying, you know, you've never contacted me. The family you claimed wanted to know about Jace 2 never contacted me either. And he had nothing to respond to that. He then says that he's got a bachelor's degree and a union job and doesn't drink. So of course, he's like the perfect dad. And then he, of course, starts to immediately deflect from like his ancientness by being like, you know what the true lowlifes in this world are? Mothers who keep um, loving fathers away from their children. Andrew, riddle me this. What kind of loving father can spend a decade away from his child, never call him, never see him, doesn't show up to sports practices, doesn't show up to like little preschool, kindergarten graduations, grade one, grade two, first day of school, nothing. You, my friend, are not um, a loving father whatsoever. Like, get out of here. Over in North Dakota, Randy takes the kids to the gym to promote his YouTube channel. It's great that he is encouraging them to get into fitness too. And then he sits down with Aubrey to talk about her failed visitation with her dad. And she basically puts a hit out on Adam. She's like, okay, look, grandpa, I know you're trying to lose weight, but I'm trying to lose my dad. So I need you to do me a favor and hit him with a good one too. And <laughs> Randy, unfortunately, denies the request. And then he tells her, listen, I assure you, his flakiness has nothing to do with you. You're amazing. You're great. You're all of that. Your dad just is not that responsible and he's never really been um, But just know that at the very end of the day, it's his loss not yours And it's great to see all of them assuring Aubrey one thing I have to say about the show is on the positive side, all of these children are gonna grow up to be amazing communicators, like talking about their feelings, like their likes, their dislikes. Like they get to do this more than any other child that I've ever seen, especially myself. Like this was not a thing for me growing up, right? Talking about your, your feelings and opinions on things, so it's amazing to see. But at the same time, the producers and the cast, they all beat topics down to the ground and talk about them ad nauseum to the point where these children will most likely start to obsess over these things. You know, I think that in a normal world with a parent like Adam, Adam, like the other parent, the functioning parent, would try to hide it as much as possible and surround their kid with love and distract them with how loved they are by their step parent and everybody else in their lives, their grandparents. But here in the team mom world, these kids have to constantly talk about their pain. Oh, it was sad that you're a dad, like they're prodding. It was sad your dad abandoned you, right? Right? How did you feel about it? Oh, you were disappointed? Don't worry, you're great. It's not your fault, it's your dad's fault. Again, a couple hours later. How sad was it that your dad abandoned you? Sad, eh? Don't worry, it's not your fault. Like, okay, it's great that she can handle this like really responsibly, but why do all these kids need to talk about the same things all the time? Look at where it gets like the adults, how freaking stunted they all are, especially, you know, people like Tyler and Kate who are just so overly identified with these like really sad things that happen to them. I don't think it's gonna lead to anything good. Um, you know, at a certain point, these parents need to step up and pull the plug on these shows for the sake of their children. I know y'all don't wanna work, I know y'all don't wanna go to school, but 
you know, think about your children here. Now, with that rant being said, over in Dover, Kale drops off the boys at Javi's and gives Lauren some hardcore stank eye. Javi teaches the boys how to ride some two-wheeler bikes as well. Although Isaac was quite scared, he ultimately wound up doing it. Absolutely adorable. Before we move on over to Florida again, where Brianna meets up with her friend Shirley to talk about Stella's upcoming birthday and reveals that Lewis is coming out of the woodworks to attend. And get this, Lewis, in all of his 30-something damn years of life, is broke with no job because he suddenly like quit a, a paying job that he had for no damn reason, despite having two kids. And he's got to depend on his 20-something-year-old baby mama to um, fund his trip over to Florida to celebrate his own child. Otherwise, he wouldn't come. How freaking pathetic is that? Like come on. And speaking of beating topics down to the damn ground, we're now in West Virginia where Corey sits down with the girls to talk to them about going back to school and Allie having a new aide after we've already heard Leah have the same conversation with them probably at least like twice before, right? Like um, Allie, when he asked her how she feels about having a new aide, she's like, uh, we already talked about this. And I was like, Allie girl, I feel the exact same way. You poor kids have to talk about the same thing a million times over. I cannot imagine. How annoying that is. Gracie then decides to pick up a conversation to talk about how she prefers having separate classes from Allie because Allie aggravates her. It was so sad because Allie on the other side was like, I prefer having classes together. Oh, my heart bleeds. So they're all just sitting there after that awkward little, you know, tidbit from Gracie. And um, Gracie's like, you know what? Let me put these hot Cheetos down to tell you, dad, about that damn unibrow you've got going on. <laughs> she is such a freaking savage. No one can escape her drags, okay? Back in North Dakota again, Chelsea and her ailing hip bones head over to her mom's to talk about how Adam uh, missing the deadline to pay his no-show fee caused his second visit to be canceled. Thank the heavens. Um, over in Florida again, Brianna's preparing for Stella's birthday party that she flew Lewis out for and Shirley finds out while she was browsing her little Instagram that Lewis um, took up a DJing gig uh, nearby on the night when he was supposed to be helping them set up for Stella's damn birthday party. And on the flyer, he's acting like he's this hotshot, like DJ Lou is in town. Where is the little fine print that says because his 20 something year old baby mama flew him out because he is broke as S-H-I-T and he ain't S-H-I-T. He's a deadbeat daddy, don't come here. You know, like he was acting like he was hot stuff and I could just imagine how irritating that is for Brianna, you know, as a mother. You guys, so far this season is so boring, I could cry right here at this moment. Janelle and Barbara are still beating the same Andrew topic down to the ground, except this time they've moved from park bench over to the flower bed and picked up two water bottles to continue talking about how Andrew's not gonna suddenly disappear in Jace's life. Let's gradually introduce him. Barbara suggests that um, Andrew see J uh, Jace maybe twice a year to start off with, um, just in case he like goes away again. Like, okay we've heard this you know at least 10 times now moving on things really get serious when we head over to west virginia again where leah and corey are taking the girls to the bus um, for their first day of school leah had called in with the school ahead of time to make sure that it was okay that they could ac accommodate um ali's wheelchair on the bus but when they get there and she goes to put the wheelchair on the bus they go oh no um we can't handle the wheelchair we don't have the part that we need in order to have the wheelchair on the bus and they are all extremely pissed and rightfully so 
so, right? Like they've already called to check ahead. The um, Ali's been at the school for how many years? This is the third grade. They still don't have an accessible bus. Shouldn't an accessible bus be a default? I mean, Leah was able to get um, the wheelchair to school by herself after. She was like, you know what? I'll just drive it to the school. But she's a stay-at-home mother and a lot of parents with disabled kids don't have the same luxury. Like that could have ruined like their income if they're paid um, hourly. It could have messed up a, a meeting if they had a meeting at work. Like it just, it just doesn't make sense for a school to be like, you know, inherently accessible for kids. You know, it's crazy how ableist um, the world that we live in is. And I absolutely feel for Leah and Corey. Um, on her way to the school to drop off the wheelchair, Leah calls her uh, boyfriend Jason to kind of vent about what went down. And he did a really good job of supporting her, um, calming her down and telling her, listen, you need to go confront the principal about the fact that you already asked for this to be accessible for your daughter. They agreed to it and then they let you down. And how many times has this girl been going to the damn school? So I thought that was amazing advice. We're going to head back up to Dover now and talk a little bit about Javi and Lauren going for a walk and talking about how nice it is that Javi gets to maintain a relationship with Isaac despite being divorced from his mom, Kale. And um, Lauren then talks about how she wants her own relationship with Kale. She kind of, you know, sounds a little bit like a fan, but I digress. She's like, I want my own relationship with Kale because I'm here to stay. Y'all, we all know that these two have as much chemistry as me and my cell phone bill. So it's no freaking surprise that um, Javi kind of chuckled a little bit at Lauren, the backup, literally thinking that she's here to stay. And not only was Lauren the backup, she was the backups backup. Remember Javi was on Brianna. Then he started like fooling around with Kale as his backup. And then uh, when Kale and Brianna didn't work out, this chick just came tumbling along. So, you know, the fact that she thinks she's here to stay for good is a little bit tickling. Kale and the boys are on their way to some kind of a little birthday party and Lincoln kind of calls Kale fat on their way there. As Isaac talks about how there are so many boys in their family with Lauren being pregnant with one as well. Lincoln takes a break from dragging his mom to tell Isaac that Javi's new son isn't his brother and Kale backs him up, which leaves poor Isaac so confused because Isaac sees himself as Lincoln's um, full brother. He sees Javi as another dad. Like, you know, all of this is so much for his poor, sweet, innocent, young mind, right? Like, he was going to Javi's dad just the same as Lincoln is. He calls Javi dad just like Lincoln does. So why isn't this his brother as well? It was quite um, sad to see. Isaac then tells Kale that she can't marry anyone after Javi because he thinks that you can only get one, uh, married once. And then Kale corrects him. She's like, no, I can always remarry. Like, you know, I, I might even marry Lux's dad. It's like, listen sis, work on letting Lux's dad take you out in public first before you even start thinking about a marriage proposal. Like, let's simmer down a little bit here. So now let's head back over to Florida where we, you know, of course, no, I don't even want to say realize. We know Louis never came over the night before to help up with setting uh, up for his daughter's birthday, but he decided to show his deadbeat face the next morning and um, Brianna's entire family pays him dust as they should, you know, keep it quiet, keep it mute, let him be there. Don't like aggravate him, berate him or whatever, but don't even like try to be fake with him. I really have to say that I love the way that Brianna handles Louis, you know, like she funded his trip to go there just for her daughter. Like obviously she hated it. Like it was ridiculous that she even has to do that for a man significantly older than her, but she did it for her child and she didn't berate him. She didn't put him down. She didn't yell at him. She just did it for her child. And like Shirley and her sister kind of try to 
amper up sometimes to like confront him but she's like you know what this is just who he is i know he's a deadbeat yelling at him is not going to change it right like putting him down is not going to change it it might even drive him away further so i'm just gonna you know what keep it civil while i can and i like that she does that she's not yelling in front of her kids like some of the other parents do and you know it's healthy at the end of the day that is the healthiest thing you can do for your kids and she's doing an amazing amazing job so the party starts and Devon actually did show up. I'm not surprised because he does keep his word to Brianna on those sorts of things. And then he comes with an unwrapped box of Huggies for Stella as a birthday gift. And um, Nova wanted to swim with him. We don't know if he ever swam, um, but you know, I'm pretty sure that they had a great time at that party. And that concludes what went down on Teen Mom 2 season nine, episode two. And as usual, I'm more excited to hear what you have to say about everything. So please make sure to leave all of your thoughts and opinions in the comment section down below and we'll chat. You can also like this video, subscribe for more, feel free to share it with your friends as well, and follow me across social media where I absolutely love chatting with you. That's all for now. Thank you so much for watching and I'll see you next time.